0: 11 minutes it is before 8 p.m. It's our wrap of the top business stories. And I'm joined on the line uh, to help us take a look at some of these stories by Snesipo Maninjwa, she's an independent analyst and market commentator and CA. Snesipo, good evening to you and welcome.
1: Uh, Good evening, Aya. How are you? I'm
0: good, thanks. How are you?
1: I'm good, good.
0: Let's first uh, take a look at Bidvest here. Now, uh, we know they are a massive, uh, I guess, distribution and industrials player, very diversified. And I guess in this context, many of us would think that they would be making a killing here, at least of all their businesses in the hygiene and cleaning segments, uh, and even some of those who were deemed essential that managed to continue their operations. Uh, but we also know that their aviation business uh, businesses uh, haven't been in operation, right through from the lounges to Comair. Uh, and uh, to other segments that are reliant on that sector. But they gave guidance. Uh, 20% uh, uh, downwards uh, is their guidance to the market when it comes to their earnings.
1: Uh, yeah, so, you know, Bitvest. I think, uh, firstly, I just think people need to accept Bitvest is what you would call the definition of a conglomerate definition, the textbook definition of a conglomerate. They have um, multiple um, entry points. So they've got multiple businesses across different areas of the value chain. I always love that you can find bid in the bathroom and in the airport that is just how wide their business model is. So in line with the impact of COVID-19, um, they've had to take, they've done a write down. What actually impacted their guidance is that two functions. They've done a write down of Comair, which is their associate. So they earn in excess of 20% of the shareholding of Comair. And as you know, Comair is in business rescue. So they've done a write down of um, the investment in uh, Comair. And, They've also um, they've also um, had significant, as you know, in terms of this, the the airport lounges, as well as the other businesses related to air travel. So they do. I'm not sure. I don't know what it's called, but you know those things that pull when you're going down on the airport, going down the, those railings. They it's one of their subsidiaries. To help with those those um, those stairs. They literally do so many things. Um, So they've added guidance from that aspect and they. Also, you know, they're also involved in car rental and as well as logistics. With mm. the shutdown, remember, there was only the logistics and the freight was only for essential goods. Yes. And even still, as we've seen with the results from FMCG, uh, Tiger Brands last week, those, those, they, they're not going into the volumes that they were doing um, even the year before. Um, so interesting aspect is that last year, December, they bought um, the hygiene business, which I thought was just pure luck. You know, there's something about timing. Um, and it's been the top performer. So that business does all your hand sanitizers. Yes, it's what's that? Noonan.
0: Huh? Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. So they literally had perfect timing with that that whole transaction. Um, so that was from them perfect, perfect timing, uh, perfect timing. And yeah, so they've um, so they issued the guidance, and um, it it literally is a function of um. A function of them you know performing and, you know alerting to the mm. market uh it's a bit first um so what was interesting is that unlike their other competitors also in their other fields um like Barla world zipper group uh other other imperial they've not uh, uh disclosed any need to Russian salaries or begin any um uh section one eighty nine recruitment process, which I think is just a sign of their solidness of their business yeah. although it may be it's one of those where i think they know they're taking a hit now everyone's taking a hit now but they know that they're going to trade out of it yeah. which i think is where which is in a much better position like i said I, than find, Lee, I, that.
0: F- I find that quite interesting because i mean one of the things that they did flag was also that uh, you know those retrenchments that you mentioned are not off the table and yes, that there they, are segments in their businesses that haven't done well and I think, guess the sort of hygiene and uh, the uh, cleaning services business continues to be a massive growth driver but uh, one, one would expect I think in the medium term some retrenchments on many of their businesses that will take a knock on the back of this uh, you know uh, supply side shock
1: um, yes yeah. so I know they did say it's not off the table but for me if you're not consulting now mm. and the economy we're going we started level three today and we're sort of going to I think they're backing themselves to trade out of it. So you take the loss, take the loss, take the L and you sort of trade your way out of it. Because uh-huh. I think the big sour point I think is for me, I think the big, um, the big decision maker, I think has to do with Comair, yeah. and what's going to unravel from the business rescue process from Comair. So what they're looking at is that, although they've said it's not off the table, I think it sort of says to them that from a medium term perspective, so it, just from an l- onset they said that they would give more detailed guidance uh closer to results releasing but they can already say okay it's not off the table it's not something we're actively pursuing mm-hmm. we're going to trade we're going to attempt to trade out of it because they said out of their six divisions four profitable two are loss making so. which is the one we've d- discussed but at the same time if you're if you're, you're sort of like on your odds or for you're you add sort of you you on your favour. For me, as a business, whether large, small, or medium, mm. if you're still trading and you're not at a point where you have to increase your borrowings, you don't have to increase retrenchment. That it's just a management of cost. You can actually trade out of sure, it. Sure. That I've always fundamentally okay. believed you can trade
0: out of it. Alright, I want us to shift our attention, uh, I guess, away from. Uh, industrials and distribution. And, and take a look at uh, some of the macro forecasts that are coming through. Now, uh, it is the, uh, I guess, in the next few weeks or so, we set to hear the special adjustment budget uh, from uh, the Minister of Finance. And um, we'll certainly hear some uh, forecasts then about job losses, but also uh, at what level the South African economy is expected to contract. And uh, Treasury projecting a contraction between uh, 5.4% and uh, 16.1%. And we know the uh, South African Reserve Bank came with their own forecasts. Uh, On the growth side, but I'm quite interested uh, with their forecasts on the employment side of things and uh, where they're expecting us to lose some of their jobs. I mean, we lost uh, just over a million jobs in the 2008-9 crisis and uh, we're expecting something more here.
1: So um I think we've we've all accepted that there's going to be significant job losses um that that, that are coming. So interesting stats about the two thousand eight, two thousand nine recoveries um is that the jobs that were lost in that um financial and um, in that financial hole never returned. And this is sort of the thing that was worrying. So the Reserve Bank sort of at Treasury sort of like gave a breakdown in terms of where do they expect the job losses to come from and on which sectors. And for me, it was um, quite, um, they estimate the maximum will be 1.8 million. But it was quite interesting where do they see the breakdown coming. So they expect um, the industries to be mostly affected would be your mining, your manufacturing, your utility, your construction, your trading, your transport. And Interesting aspect is that they also believe that financial services is also going to be quite hardly hit. And uh, like I said, it is the maximum that they they expect to have maximum job losses. But if you look at what's happened in the states, um, so the payroll came out, and in the states it's forty million down in the space of four months. So granted, our our labor our labor market is not as dynamic as the states, but. For me, all of these Section 189s that are going to be happening, my only concern is that, yes, you have job losses, but are those people ever going to be re-employed? Are they going to be able to re-enter limited, the job?
0: Limited, pros-
1: that limited, limited prospect. That's yeah. limited that. That's for me what's the concerning aspect, because that's what you have in the U.S. Where, And a lot of these jobs are in um, in sectors. In so I'm expecting from the tourism perspective, tourism jobs are... Very, very cyclical agriculture, cyclical manufacturing construction it 's all activity based um, activity based um, jobs and seasonality and mm. what me what for me, what the concern is that for me this is a ticking time bomb. How are we going to survive yeah, on a fifty yeah. percent real unemployment mm-hmm. figure mm-hmm. And well
0: look i mean uh, we 're certainly not new to crisis levels of unemployment i mean if you compare our unemployment even to countries that are much much poorer than we are. Uh, then uh, I guess maybe this might be the straw, as you suggest, that breaks the camel's back. Uh, just to give you, I mean, another number here, Snisipo. The CCMA suggesting that they've received 28,000 cases between April 1 and May 27. Now that's, this is in the thick of the lockdown, and uh, already just under 1,500 referrals nationally. Uh, coming already from uh, foreign nationals who are working in the South African labor market. So uh, it certainly does speak volumes of the other flip side of the Section 189 processes uh, that you're speaking about. And talking about those retrenchments, just before we let you go, some of your thoughts on SAA and uh, I guess this new leaked um, draft business rescue plan and a few figures floating around, uh, I guess, uh, who takes the shave on the part of the creditors, but also uh, that two billion rand working capital injection to start, a new airline.
1: I honestly believe we need to call someone to buy SAA guys. Uh, I can never think in this current economic crisis a bigger waste of money. I can't so what are you think. Saying?
0: Of... We need a national blesser.
1: We, a need a national blesser. we need a national blesser. We need We need someone else to take over. I was actually reading about SAA and how they were founded. I'm, I was actually going through the business rescue plan, and for me, um, for me, you're going to have job losses. Number one you're going to have the credit take a haircut number 2 number 3 you're still going to be in operational losses for 3 years 3 years and that is if, by the way those 3 year operational losses that's if on your best case scenario i think for me i one of the things that i that concerns me and concerns me as someone who looked at this business review plan is that um for me, you are still operational to loss making. The airline hasn't been profitable since twenty fourteen. The year is twenty twenty, and you're adding another three years. That means you're having a decade of, a decade of uh, loss making uh, ventures. And for me, yeah, for no. me, so for me, you've got to look at it in this way. For me, we're um, looking at the business rescue plan, I know you're going to chat to Mboko a bit later on it. Um, I went through it briefly, and for me. You've got S A A technical which makes money. You've got mango which doesn't make money. Sell S A A technical. <laughs> sell S A A technical. It literally becomes. uh Wait, say that again? Sell S A
0: A technical. Why would you sell S A A technical?
1: Because it's the one that makes money. So you need you need the you need the cash
0: injection. It's the so one. Why base. would you sell the one that makes you the money and then dump all the assets? No, uh, because you're to gonna use it. Entity? So, SAA Technical is
1: after-tax profits. I'm not saying sell all of it. Currently, it's 100% owned. So, you have to sell a portion of it and use that to fund your losses. Wow. And you've got ComAir for me. You've got ComAir, which is also in Business Rescue. Uh, so, keeping SAA being the last one standing, it could be the last one standing, them and StaffAir, which I don't know, boards well for the consumer, yeah. it's the ultimate traveler, but for me uh fundamentally i um, i uh, I honestly think there's a better allocation of capital. I'm a very big believer in that okay. any investment that government makes needs to earn either a social return or economic return okay. and s a a neither does neither does the twonis
0: we'll have to uh, leave it there and uh, it was a pleasure catching up with you and uh, a lot of food for thought in what Snezibo is raising that uh, you know if this is not turning. A cash flow positive or even turning a profit why are we continuing to allocate capital uh, down a uh, dark pit and uh, it makes one wonder I guess uh, about uh, you know an entity like SAA in it's uh, future state Wh- what do we want from it do we want it to just be a commercial entity or uh, I guess uh, is there a way to reconcile the developmental mandate with uh, a pure profit play on uh, the I guess uh, commercial side of things I'd love to hear your perspectives on this